Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. Hey friends, and welcome to the happy hour. My name is Jamie Ivey, and I'm your host every single week. And if this is your first time, I'm so happy that you're here. If this is your 47th time, welcome back. The happy hour is a show for each week. I bring another girlfriend on, and we talk about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. It literally is as if you're at a happy hour with us. It's a lot of fun. Today's show is sponsored by Fund the Nations. Fund the Nations helps people fundraise for their adoption, mission trip, or any other cause by creating custom low-cost t-shirts for them to sell. If you're like me, I love selling t-shirts to raise money for a cause. And they even have custom design work that comes free with every time you order from them. It's always free, and they set the shirts up where you pre-sell them. So if you sold 1,000 shirts or if you sold 15 shirts, you're guaranteed to make money off of every shirt because they've already been paid for They've worked with organizations like Compassion International, Lifeline Children's Services, and thousands of other families just like yours and just like mine. They've helped raise over a million dollars per year in fundraising, and they would love to help you with whatever you're trying to fund. Guys, I've personally used them, and not only is their shirt and their design work fabulous, but their customer service is out off the wall. Off the wall, is that how you say it? Their customer service is amazing. I want to say thank you to Sarah, who left a super sweet comment over on iTunes. She said this, Jamie's podcast is warm, inviting, and super fun. Everything you want a happy hour to be. I've been binge listening to all the episodes, and I love it more and more with each listen. I'm facing some anxiety in this season of life, but being able to tune into the happy hour feels like I have encouraging and fun girlfriends around me at work has been huge. Thank you for starting this podcast. It is a blessing. I have all my girlfriends listening to it now too, and they're also super amped about it. Love, Sarah. Sarah, that is why I do the show. I hope that each episode is not only fun and uplifting, but it's encouraging, and I hope it leads you to think deeper about your own life um, in every area, emotionally, physically, spiritually. So thank you for leaving that comment, and thank you for listening. Guys, you're going to love the show with Jess and I, so here we are. Hello. Hi, friend. Hi. How are you? Doing so well. How are you? Good. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Come on. I know. This will definitely not air on a Friday, or it might, because I'm just kind of do whatever with my life. But um, Fridays are fun. Although I'll say this, and tell me if you experience this. In the summer, every day is like a Friday. It does. Every day's a Friday. I I need you to know that I am a reformed summer hater, and this Uh is the first summer that I am like in heaven. Okay, let's talk about this. Why are you a why are you reformed summer hater? Why were you a summer hater? (laughs) Okay, it's gonna get deep. It's a deep. It's a deep. Let's go. Welcome to the happy hour. Come on, everybody. Come on. I love it. I mean, it's it's part deep and part not deep. So the deep part is body image. So, and we're going to talk about that later. I want to talk about that with you. Okay. Okay. Great. So I hated, I, for like years of my life, I I refused to wear short sleeves because I hated my arms like Mm -hmm. so many women. Mm -hmm. And so I, I lived in South Carolina at the time and refused to wear long sleeves. Like, I mean, refused to wear short sleeves. Who does that? 
in the middle of summer. So it's, you would I'm wear terrible. long sleeves. I would wear long sleeves or like if I was feeling good, quarter three quarter length sleeves. Okay. Okay. And yeah. How it was bad for spares. I was hot all the time. Oh, I was gonna say you were hot all the time. <laughs> um, never shorts. Never shorts. Okay. Never shorts. Never shorts. Um, so that was part of it. I hated summer. And even when I would be like super in shape, I still just I think I think I just started to loathe the whole thing of it. Um, so I always say people get, people are so happy in spring. And for me, spring is like fall for a winter hater. Mm. I would, I would just be mad every day. You know it's coming. Yeah. So I think the Lord's doing a lot of like freeing work in my body image. And so I don't hate summer anymore. And I'm like, Oh look, it feels nice to be warm and have this sun on your skin. (laughs) And I, I keep telling people like, it's not as hot this year, but I think it's just not as hot because I'm wearing appropriate clothing. You have on like less layers (laughs) in the summer. (laughs) I mean, legit, even last summer I was the girl who would wear like full length. I live in Charleston, South Carolina, so it can be like 90 to a hundred most days. In June and July. I mean, you know, you know what that's about. Yeah. Um, but I would wear long running pants to go running. Yeah. Like to the, to the shoes. Mm-hmm. So that's silly. Yeah. So I'm not doing that anymore. So now I'm like, well, summer's not so bad when you're dressed okay. for it. When you look back on your life, do you, were you, did you feel that way as a teenager? Um, Or yes. has it gotten worse as you've gotten older and your body's changed and you've had children and all of that? No, I tell people, I mean, this is again, like very deep and heavy. My earliest memory, my earliest memory of like being, you know, maybe three or four, if I can place it is about feeling insecure about my body. Wow. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I like always have been very aware of what I wear and and how it looks and how things fit. Um, but yeah. So what's been the change? Like you, you can actually say right now, I feel different this year for the first time in ever. Why? I do. And I, I mean, it, I'll tell you off the bat, it is not, um, because I look better. (laughs) I mean, that's, that's good to hear because so many people are like, I really, I hate my legs or I hate my arms. So I'm going to cover them up. And whenever they're different, I'll feel better about myself. Yeah. It's not that it's not that at all. And there are days where like, I'll be going to bed and I'll think like, man, I like, I'm, I am really letting, um, I'm like really letting my cracks show in this. And I'll just like think back on the day and think like, I wish I wore those, that sleeveless shirt. And like, maybe it wasn't like the most flattering, but I, um, I mean, even things like take, like I'll take, I'll let people take pictures of me in workout clothes or I'll take a picture of myself in workout clothes that aren't like the tightest suck in your, your like leg pants. But I'm like, gosh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm okay with it, but I feel like the biggest thing that's changed for me, honestly, is that I, I think the biggest thing I've started to to see in my whole life over the past like year or two years, um, is, is like really believing the Lord when he says I'm an ambassador Mm -hmm. and I think I lived my whole life up until about a year or two ago, really feeling like everything was happening to me and feeling very fearful of, of 
all types of people. I felt mm-hmm. fearful of people who were like me, who are not like me, who are better than me, who I perceived to be better than me. Mm-hmm. I felt people, I felt fearful of people who expected a lot of me and anticipated me somehow being better of them. I just felt like I was answering to everyone. And I felt like the Lord kind of got in my face and was like, Hey, you're an ambassador, which means you have the upper hand and not because you're better and not because you know more and not because you're more special, but because you have Jesus. Mm-hmm. So you actually have the upper hands. Like right. you don't need to be fearful of anyone or anything. And so that has been, that's been like the like drum beat. I feel like that's mm-hmm. kind of started to shift. Um, and, it, but I won't say that I like totally feel tidy in it. It's not always tidy, but I've started this new practice that is very life giving for me in all areas again, but specifically in body image where, um, I've started to do this thing. This is the first time I've said this anywhere publicly. Oh, I cannot wait. I, I love it when someone on the show is like, I've never said this before. So here yeah. we go. <laughs> I've actually anticipated like how to share this with the world. Is it okay. a blog post? Is it Instagram? So no, it's not. It's the happy hour. Podcast. The happy hour. Here we go. So my new practice that I've started doing is sometimes genuinely multiple times a day, but at least once a day in some area of my life, I put both of my hands in the air and I say, I am taking myself out of the running. So I am taking myself out of the running of trying to be the most beautiful person. Okay. And to some degree, I mean, I think our like base reaction to that is a little bit like, well, nobody really wants to be the most beautiful person, but like to some degree, when, once you get on the hamster wheel of beauty, the, mm. there is no getting off. Yeah. Like you start caring about your arms and then you start caring about your teeth and then you start caring about your eyebrows and then you care about your highlights. Mm. And then it's like a hamster wheel. Yeah. But when we decide like, actually I'm not in the running for that and I don't want to be mm-hmm. like everything shifts. You could put anything in that sentence. You can put anything Raise in that. Raise your hands and say, I'm taking myself out of the running for the best podcast or whatever yes. it might be yes. for you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm taking myself out of the running of being wise. Mm. I don't need to be known as wise. Mm-hmm. I'm taking myself out of the running for being the best mom. I'm taking myself out of the running for being the girl who volunteers for everything, mm-hmm. like everything. And I just started doing it. Like, yes. Right now, reason. right now people are like driving in their car or they're doing dishes or they're on the treadmill and they just raised their hands and they said, I'm Do taking it. myself out Do of the it. running of this. Do it. Because I just I, did it. I, I'm, I have my hands raised right now. <laughs> yeah. It's such a game changer. Like, actually, I'm not trying to be the best at anything. Mm-hmm. I'm an ambassador. Yeah. And the I think that. The hand up is Jesus. And just like for you to have that practice of acknowledging that however many times you do that a day, because the opposite of that is that we're hearing the opposite hundreds of times a day. You know, and so we're always hearing you, I need to be the best at this. I need to be the best at this. And so for you to be a pro, I'm taking a proactive stance and I'm actually going to say, I'm out, I'm out of the running. I'm not even in the race. Nope. I forfeit the race. Uh Yeah. I'm out. That's big. Yeah. It takes failure off the table because like, I like just getting to that place where like, I cannot fail at anything. Mm. I cannot fail at anything like the world. I can fail to the world standards, Mm -hmm. but I tell me what I can fail at. Right. Like there's nothing because you have been bought. Jesus has already claimed you like you are righteous before the father. Yep. It's done. It's good. So that's what, that's the number one thing there. There's the deep thing about summer. <laughs> the second thing is just real. And that's that my kids have always been really young. I yes. have a yes. of kids really uh-huh. close together and 
the pool is not fun when you have a one, two and three year old. No, I mean, that's not, not fun. I no. don't care who you are. Is, I couldn't go anywhere alone. Like I couldn't go anywhere alone. I would never have taken my kids to the pool alone. I would have never taken my kids to the beach alone. Right. Forget like the zoo or mm-hmm. anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, grocery shopping, it's not going to happen. Yeah. And all of a sudden now my kids are eight, seven and six. And my youngest one is two. But he's, like, just reached that, like, two and a half can, like, kind of take care of himself. And it's different, too, Jesse, because you have these older ones. You don't have, like, three two-year-olds. You know what I mean? Which it feels like when you have all those kids that age. It's yeah. so true. Yeah. And I I literally have told my husband, I want to shout from the rooftop every day to moms of little ones. Like, I promise you mm-hmm. it is going to get better. Yes. I never believed it would get better, but it it really is getting better. It's really enjoyable. Mm-hmm. We're not... Like I, when moms would say like, Oh, I love when my kids got older and we didn't have to take naps anymore. I would say, why, why would you love that? Because I need a three hour break a day for my kids. But we're just hitting that point where eight, seven, six, and two, like the the break comes naturally Mm -hmm. and they want to do their own thing and I can go to the beach and they don't, they don't want to talk for three hours and I don't have to help them with their shovel over and over again. It is so so true. Mine are um, 11, 10, nine, and seven. And so, I mean, I tell, I have so many girlfriends with small kids and I'm telling them exactly what you just said. It's a season. And, and I always say it's a season, enjoy it. And that's hard because it's hard to enjoy that. Just being completely honest. Um, but it is a season and I, I have wished away. I my oldest is only 11 and I look back and see like, I've wished away so many seasons that I, I look back and wish I wouldn't have wished them away because they're gone forever. They're done. I'll, I'll never, I've said this before, the year before story went to kindergarten literally every day I wish she was in school and I just didn't enjoy her. I didn't enjoy us having our alone time. I wanted to be free of kids. Yeah. Um, And I look back and I'm like, God, that was just one year. And I totally could have invested in our relationship so much more and I didn't. So no regrets because we're moving forward and and there's forgiveness and all that. But I do say it's just a season. Like it will pass. It's just a season. It will so pass. Yeah. It's so true. And it's so true about no regrets. It's really nice when you're like a few years out and you can say like, well, I didn't do that the best and that's okay. Uh But here we go. But here we go. I feel that now, um, I feel like that now that I have a two-year-old because my, my first were so close together Mm. that I'm going to tell you what, like I could not, I love them so much there. I have two boys and a girl that are also close together. So my, my, I call them my Irish triplets and (laughs) they're 13 months apart on either side. You just were pregnant forever. I was pregnant for 30 out of 36 months. That's the true story. Oh my God. <laughs> true story. Jessie, it was literally not what I would that suggest. That sounds like my worst nightmare. Yeah. I don't suggest it for anyone. It's, okay. It was a little nutty. Okay. Um, but I, but I, so I just, I could not enjoy them. I could not find them charming. Yeah. Like I don't remember cute things that they did. You need to know there is not a scrapbook <laughs> in this place. I barely have pictures of their births right. because I mean, I had my first and that was great. And he was like four months old when I found out I was pregnant. And then I had a one-year-old when I had this second baby. Oh. And then when I was like, well, I I definitely need a break from having kids. Let me go to the doctor and see what I need to do to not have kids anymore. They told me I was pregnant again. Oh, so I just like, I don't remember anything from a four year span. No, of and course I you don't. know that they got like a really small snippet of me. They got me in survival mode, mm-hmm. but now I have this two and a half year old who I have 
all this margin to like laugh at him and bond with him. And there's that, that feeling of regret of like, okay, well I missed out on this with those Uh kids, but now we get to move on and it's okay. And like, Mm -hmm. I get to enjoy older childhood with Mm -hmm. them and that's really fun. And now I can be totally present, you know? Yeah. And this is what I've learned recently with my kids. I feel like, um, motherhood is a real challenge for me right now. I, um, I feel like I'm really struggling in it. Um, I feel like I'm striving, like I'm thinking on what you just said. I feel like I'm really striving to be like the best mom my kids can have. Like I need to make sure that they know that I love them. Even if I'm struggling spiritually or struggling just in feeling joy in my own life, I need to make sure that they don't know that, you know? And so I'm in this stage right now, just trying to just be a really good mom, but struggling with it. Um, but I told Aaron the other day, I was like, here's the deal. Our kids are going to grow up and they're going to look back and they'll be like, mom, you were a really crappy mom that year. Like, remember that? I'm really mad at you about that. I have to go to counseling and I'll be like, yeah, that's awesome. I'll give you some money for it, but I'm a sinner and and you're a (laughs) sinner and, and I messed up. Okay. So we're going to move on and my mom messed up with me and you're going to mess up with your kids for a year when you have, you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, it's so true. We're just, I want to remember that we live in a fallen world. Yeah. And that there is, there is, we are going to sin against our children. We are going to ask for forgiveness and we're going to receive the grace from Jesus. Um, it's so true. So that's where I'm trying to like, I feel like I'm in this cycle right now of like, good mom, good mom, good mom. Please forgive me for being so um, just angry with you right now for no reason. Good mom, good mom. You know what I mean? And so yeah. I'm looking like what you're talking about with you, this um, body image complex. I feel like I'm in the midst of figuring that out with mothering. Mm, yeah. And so, yeah. and I feel like. For me, I feel like there's so much at stake, like there's four lives at stake, you know? And so I'm just kind of having to like really, really like lean into Jesus every day and be like, you know, my heart, you know, that I do want to be the best mom to these kids. And I keep failing. I keep losing my temper. I keep, you know what I mean? Just like, and it's weird because I'm like, God, we're doing fun stuff every single day this summer. I'm like rocking it on the summer fun mom. I love it. But then I lose my cool, you know, when they don't yeah. put shoes on in time and it's stupid. So I'm learning that right now. That's my like, okay, Jesus, I need, also, I need to I, be the best mom. I just need to be like, I need to, I need to love you, Jesus. So then that can yeah. transfer to my kids. It's so true. And I just like know that I know that I know I've never gotten to see you with your kids. I can't wait to one day, but I know that I know that I know that you are not nearly as bad of a mom as you think. I know that I was mentioning this like, whole thing to Aaron the other no day and yeah. he's like, you're actually a really good mom. And I'm like, I have a strong feeling you are a fantastic freaking mom. But all that just, the, I had that same kind of probably like when you talk about like your body image, this would be it for me yes, right now. Exactly. Exactly. It's not, somebody can't really like say from the outside, like that's not real. Right. Because I can be like, Jesse, I'm looking at pictures of you on your website. And you look awesome. Yeah. What's the big deal? You know, yeah. Yeah. it does. It's not the same. It's no. like a, it's, it's your own thing. I hear you. Um, I hear you. I tell people a lot, like my, I, the only thing I, I do do, like, I do have mom guilt. I don't think I have it, you know, the same way other people do. I think the Lord's given me a little bit of freedom there. I mean, I have it for real, but I think it's one of the things like I like don't have the emotional bandwidth for. So occasionally I'll feel like the enemy will be like, you stink at this. And I'll be like, you're right. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. You got one on me. You yeah, got go. one. Let's keep going. But I think the thing that helps me so much, I don't know if this is true. You mentioned your mom, but mm-hmm. my mom was a single mom until I was 11. And, um, like, she was a single mom who knew the Lord, but that was not like the cornerstone of any of our lives. Yeah. And so 
we had this like kind of like just really interesting stretch of years. I don't think I went to the dentist for a really long time. Like my mom was really intentional about some things. And then some things I look back and I have so much grace for her. Cause I'm like, you were, she was just doing the absolute best That's that she exactly could, right. yep. you know? Mm-hmm. And, but it was, there were like some debaucherous years mm-hmm. and so much fighting. Mm-hmm. My sister and I were into like really worldly, disgusting sin from a really early age. I was a habitual, habitual, like borderline psychopathic liar mm-hmm. growing up. Mm-hmm. I, our, our huge family joke is that I, um, that I convinced my entire family, this is a true story. I convinced our entire family in fifth grade that I met the president, that he came to my school (laughs) and I interviewed him. And like, I made up the entire thing, how the secret serviceman looked, how I answered his questions. And, and I had an entire story concocted out for why it wasn't on the news and why it was like a secret event. Uh And my entire family bought it. Like, told like had a party to celebrate it told everyone we knew that is hilarious until like a month later that my my mom finally was like this it would have been on the news this this is crazy i can't believe i'm believing a fifth grader about this yes when that's my teacher and they were like yeah that never happened um but then yeah went on to live this like really raunchy horrible high school life and Mm -hmm. um my sister and I yesterday, we, I went to go visit my sister at, who was on vacation and we were in this like smaller beach town in South Carolina. And do you ever, I don't know if you've ever been to this kind of a place, but it was like a, a bar that was on the pier. Okay. Yeah. Where people fish. Uh-huh. So, um, it was like, it, I was like, Katie, I want to come here every day and do book research. Like this is humanity. <laughs> like watch people. Right. Just so like such, just such a different culture Mm -hmm. than what I'm around. But I also was like, Katie, you know, this is like where you and I were headed. Uh Like this was going to be our life, like drinking our days away Uh and smoking and singing karaoke, like wearing a bikini when we're 50 and have no business doing that. Like on a Wednesday at 10 a.m. On a Wednesday at 10 a.m. Exactly. (laughs) I was like that, this is where we were headed. And she was like, you're, you're totally right. Like God's grace. Yeah. Uh But so it just helps me to look back and be like, man, my mom was doing the best she could. We were so far gone Mm -hmm. into all the awful things. And you know what? Now my mom is the women's pastor at my sister's church. My brother-in-law is her boss. Yeah. She's like my biggest cheerleader in Mm -hmm. ministry. Yeah. It's like God redeems. I know. I look back to, and I say that all the time. I have great parents, but they've made some mistakes. I'm sure they would acknowledge that as well. Their yeah. parents did too. Um, and I say that to my, to Aaron, I would talk about all the time. We're like, you know, people are, we're just doing the best with what we know how, and, yeah. and we're doing better things and yeah. our kids will do, will do better things, you know? It's and it's good. just, hopefully we'll continue that cycle of being better and not to just be better, but to just improve on parenting, you know? So true. So fun. And so true. And so hard. Yes. And so hard. Parenting is so, I always say mothering is an, I I think it's because I have this desire to be such a good mom and I don't know where that comes from. And it's where I feel like I fail the most in my area, but I think I have this really high standard. Motherhood is like the hardest thing for me ever. (sighs) And it's just, you know, I think I, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm talking, I'm like verbal processing right now on a happy hour. But any, if you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas, because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences. 
and no two travelers are exactly alike, and it means that no two trips should be either. If you're a beach person, well, you can have fun under the sun with Texas's 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies cannot get enough of Texas's world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interest. Guys, come visit my state. Visit TravelTexas.com slash get your own to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash get your own. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power, and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Now, hey, I want to ask you a couple questions. Number one, you just turned in a book. I did. I need to know all things. First, here's what I want to know. I need to know um, where the idea came from. Uh I need to know how the writing process was. And then I need to know what it felt like when you turned it in. Okay. Those are great questions. Okay. So I did. I just turned in my manuscript that I co-wrote with Haley Morgan. Mm -hmm. And Which um, I need to have her on the happy hour. You do. You got it. We've talked about it. It's just scheduling. Yeah. Okay. Co-wrote with Haley Morgan. Love it. Yes. And, um, 
co-wrote with Haley Morgan. So Haley and I started the Influence Conference, the Influence Network together. And so we have been close friends. We've been business partners. And, you know, we did something like in 2011, 2012, that was like very scary and strange. And that was that we started a conference. We had to sign, um, you know, a $20,000 hotel Your contract. Your life away, yes. yes. <laughs> With no idea if, if anyone would come. Yeah. Um, we had no idea what we were doing. We, yeah, we were just, we were just terrified. Mm-hmm. So um, we were also kind of, it was also very spiritually scary because we were stepping up and saying like, and we're going to lead, like, we're going to leave this community. No one has commissioned us. No one has said we should do it. No one has even said this is a real community, but we perceive that it is and we want to help lead it. So that was terrifying. And, um, we had, we realized like we are such different people and different people, you know, a lot of what our book is about, the book is called wild and free. Um, and a lot of what the book is about is that, different women respond to like God's call in their life in different ways. It would be great if we all like picked up the call God has given us and ran with it. Mm-hmm. But, um, we found that somebody like Haley might respond in a very small and scared way. Mm-hmm. Um, and somebody like me might respond in a more, um, like defensive or restless or, um, like I, I have a proclivity towards blame and anger and, um, I'm just going to do what I'm supposed to do. And like, nobody should stop me mm-hmm. <laughs> where somebody like Haley might kind of like shrink back and just do what's expected. But honestly, we both did both. Like we both had just huge like swings into both sides. And, um, so we kind of started honestly, like text preaching each other every, every few days or every few weeks, like, Hey, let's be wild and free in this. Like uh-huh. we're, let's be wild and free in this call. God's given us, let's be wild and free. Hey, you're, you're doing something scary in motherhood today. Let's be wild and free. Like yeah. you're moving into this new season with your husband. Let's be wild and free. And so we just said it so much. Um, but it still was not a book idea. And just said that phrase, let's, we just said that phrase and we would even like, and that, and it was like a cultural thing. You know, you can look on like hashtag wild and free and it means very different things to very different cultures. But, um, we, uh, we would just say it a lot. And then, um, around that time, you know, the Nestor has her 31 days Mm -hmm. program where people write every day for 31 days. And so I kind of said to, Hey, Oh, this was also the year I was turning 29. So this was like, almost two full years ago. Okay. And I was about to have my 29th birthday and I told Haley, I feel like my 29th year is going to be my wild and free year. Like I've always really felt like I needed to be at a certain place by the time I was 30. And I know now that I'm not going to be there. Mm-hmm. And so I want to kind of like rebel against that and just ask the Lord, like, all right, let will you just like set me free and like what you want for me to be in my 29th year. And, um, so I told Haley, I think I'm going to do the 31 days and just write about wild and free. Like, is that okay with you? That's a phrase we say a lot, right. you know, so it's like, yeah, you should totally do that. And around that time, um, a, a publisher came to us and said, Hey, have you guys ever thought about writing books? And we were like, of course we think about writing books all the time. Yeah. Um, and, um, so we kind of bounced around ideas for a few days and talked about what might be good. And, um, I kind of had this idea. I was like, I think a wild and free book would be really good. And I was talking to my husband with it about it and unpacking it with him. And he just said, you cannot write a wild and free book without Haley. And so I just called her really quickly on the phone. And I just said like, Hey, I had this idea. I feel like I couldn't write this book without you. Um, like, would you want to write it with me? And she was like, Oh yes, of course. Right. So that's how, that's where the idea really came from. 
Um, the writing process was Hard, easy, draining. <laughs> I would say all of the above. Okay. We had a really long season in between that point. So that was probably like September 2013. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Almost two years. I mean. Yeah. Almost two years ago. Uh-huh. September 2013. And that's when we were like, okay, well, let's, let's write a book. Let's call it Wild and Free. Um, we knew we had one publisher that was interested, but we had to find a, an agent and right. we knew the agent we really wanted to work with. And we kind of set up that as our first like real test. Like, okay, if we can like get this book proposal together and get this agent then we want to move forward. Okay. If it doesn't, we'll like revisit and really ask the Lord, you know, do we want this to happen? Mm-hmm. Um, so we started working on the proposal. That was like pretty simple. And then I think we sent in our proposal in December to the agent that we really wanted to work with, who was, um, who is Jenny Burke, uh-huh. um, with DC Jacobson and just a huge fan of her. And mm-hmm. I love all the authors she worked with. And so we sent that in December and because you know, Jamie, how things happen so quick on the internet, I thought that by like five o'clock that day we'd hear back <laughs> from her and she'd say like, done, let's get this. A book You're deal. in. I love you guys. Yeah. yeah. So that was December 2013 and we did not sign with Jenny until May 2014. But you heard back from her before May, right? She did. We okay. heard, we heard back okay. a little bit, but she's a busy gal, you know? So right. we heard back a little bit, but th- during that time she was like, let's blow this book proposal up. Yes. Let's start it. Let's, let's figure it out. Let's get it good. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was five months of like rewriting, yes. really trying to understand. And then we signed with her in May and she spent the summer and we spent the summer redoing it until it was finally ready to send to publishers in September. So I would say, honestly, for me, that part of the process was the hardest Okay. because I'm such an interneter. Everything I do is really quick. I mean, Haley and I were like, let's start a conference. And the next day we launched it. Right. You know? Yes. I'm used to like, you just stay up all night and you build the website and everybody and there it is. responds and it's fine. Uh-huh. Yeah. And now you're taking five months to write a proposal. Exactly. And I don't, that I am not a like slow, long, faithful worker. So that was really shifting for me, but that really got the book to where, um, I feel like to like the bones it really needed to be in. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then we like landed with Zondervan, which is just a huge blessing. We are obsessed with our editor, Stephanie Smith and love her so much. And, um, so by that point we didn't sign a contract until January of this year, 2015. And then we started writing in February and we had three months. And so by that point we had worked so, so, so much. Yeah. Um, I feel like the writing process itself was so much easier than I thought it was. I I heard that from a lot of writers that the the beginning of like getting it all laid out, the proposal, all of that stuff is where you really like pour a lot of blood and sweat into it. And then the writing, I mean, it's still hard, but you've done a lot of work. Yeah, exactly. And I just, I had to kind of eventually say like every morning, I, my rhythm was that I wrote every morning from 5am to 645. And that's really like the bulk of when I got the writing done. I kind of had thought like, Oh, it'll take over our life and we'll have to do so much and I'll have to work days and days. But it was really just like every day kind of pounding the pavement about it. Are you a normal 5am person? I am. So that helped. Okay. But I'm, I like, I'm like a 5am saver. Like, (laughs) like yeah. yeah. 
So my husband put a coffee pot in our bedroom, which was like the most loving thing he could ever do. Cause right. he was like, if you're going to do this, let's like get you back in bed. You can like drink your coffee in bed. He would just ignore the typing cause he is not a morning person. Um, which I was so grateful for. So you would for. lay in bed and type. I would lay in bed and type. While your husband's next to you trying to sleep. Yeah, he did. He, 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 most mornings would never hear me, thankfully. That's so sweet that he wouldn't be like, you're going to have to go somewhere else. This I know. Like I'm really great. time. I'm really so grateful. It makes me so excited to write another book. Right now, I'm like, maybe I should write. <laughs> I, for, I like love those mornings so much. Okay. So uh, write every morning with your coffee and then start your day. Yeah. Yeah. And I would just get it out. So, and the parts that were hard about it were things like, okay, so I'd feel like mentally exhausted by 7am, you know, oh, and I'd be like, no hard questions. Yes. Yeah. Like nobody asked me anything hard. Don't, you know, whatever. And so I would say there were like peripheral things about our life that is like, I was still producing a lot of content. I mean, we put out a spring line for naptime diaries. We wrote two more devotionals during that right. time. You know, I was, I was speaking a little bit, like we have a church plant, like I was leading women. And so the peripheral things were, um, were harder, but, um, in general, so much easier than I thought. Yeah. And how I felt when it turned in is such a specific answer. I know exactly how I felt because I still feel that way. Um, I did not feel triumphant. You I did didn't. not triumphant. I did not. I felt like a breath, a breath of like, okay. But is it- I think this might be like a first time author thing. Okay. I can't tell. I can't tell. I'm trying, and I'm trying very hard presently to apply my like um, my uh, ambassador you know, Mm -hmm. to it, Uh but I felt like I've never cared about a piece of work so much. And I really hope it does well. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like I really, I not, I don't care about money. I don't care about how it sells. I mean, I want it to sell. I want our publisher to be like, please. But I just like, I have this really strong desire where I want to like, take it to every person who has it and say like, will you promise me you'll read the whole thing? (laughs) Like it's I mean, so it's personal so too. I mean, it sounds like it's a work of just such like your heart. Yeah. Yeah. But I really just really, really, really care. Like yeah. I want it to be done really well. And that, that is, I am not a micromanager. I'm not a control freak. I'm the, like the most hands off, but like, um, our poor team is on a rental when it came to like the cover. I, I probably even looked like 20 times back and forth and said like, okay, but I just, I mean, it needs to be yeah. perfect. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I'm, I'm experiencing a side of myself that I haven't like really ever seen, which is like intense, intense, like burden mixed with like really wanting it to be a good product. Mm -hmm. And when does um, it come out? It officially comes out, I think in April. Okay. Of 2016. April, 2016 up for pre-sale in August. There you go. I have to say, I love that. Uh, But yeah, I, but I, I love that book. I love it so much. I mean, I genuinely love it like one of my kids, and that's probably not something I should have said out loud. <laughs> no, that, I, I hear that a lot. That it's like a, it's like a, it's like a baby. You put so much into it. There it is. Yeah, and it's still. I mean, I hear from a lot of authors that say by the time they're done writing the book, they don't ever want to talk about that again. And I want to say, like, it is still the number one thing I want to tell women about when I meet them for coffee. Oh. It's like still the thing. I'm like, I. I do not see any, I don't see a lot of people addressing this problem. So I want to like, it's still a thing I most want to preach to myself and every other woman I know in the morning. Well, I can't wait to read it. I can't wait for you to read it. I can't wait. I love to read all kinds of books. And so this is going to be so fun. 
Well, I hope. I and hope I'm a like fan it. of yours, so I'll be a fan of the book. Hey, Trey. Yeah. <laughs> hey, can you, we, I had you on the show August, maybe? It was a while ago, yeah. Yeah, it was um, episode number 18. I remember that. Um, can you real quick give a snippet? Cause you talked about the influence network just for a second. Yeah. Because I recently, um, for the first time taught a class for y'all. Yeah. Was so fun. For the um, first time of many, because you are like our most requested teacher now. So uh, sorry. That's so, so fun. Have to have back a lot. So I want you to explain the classes. Cause I want more people to know about this because yeah. it, it, if you don't know, and I just say, oh, I taught a class for you, it doesn't make sense what that means. It doesn't make sense, yeah. It, but it is, is it not like the most crazy, most valuable middle-of-your-week resource? Yes. Okay, so I was so – I texted you. I was so nervous beforehand. <laughs> Which is so crazy to me because you're like the queen of the podcasters. But I'm just like teaching to my computer. Like I'm just like this is so – different. You know, I love teaching, but that was hard, but I loved it. And so I want everyone to know about it as this resource. So explain it real quick, um, for everyone to know about the network and the classes. Explain that. Yeah. So the influence network is an online community. That's just, um, we call it an equipping and encouraging starting place, um, really for all women to encourage and equip you right where you are. So it's just to give women kind the resources that they need um, or that they want. Um, and again, we, we, we are really specific about our wording and we say it's a starting place because it's not like the end all be all community for every person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm a massive believer in real life community and, right. um, but it's just a great starting place. Like uh-huh. if there's something you want to know, or if there's something you want to grow in, or if there's like-minded women, um, that you want to connect with about a certain thing, whether it's adoption or speaking or writing mm-hmm. or art or frugal family living or how to be a better friend. Um, it's just a really great gathering place. So we have forums, we have groups, we have book clubs, we, um, our members, it's, I mean, it's officially a member network. And so our members get five free pieces of content every month. There are things like stock photos that you can use wherever you want to. And, you know, a case study of a, like an influential woman who's doing something who'll give you like direct answers about what she's doing and why, and just that kind of thing. But our classes, we have about two classes a week, so we can have up to eight a month. Um, and we just pull in great teachers. I mean, we just believe that women are, you know, there's so many, you can go to a conference and see the same handful of 25 women, but we believe that there are women all over the U S who really have wisdom to share. And so we really want to resource them with a place to teach. And we want to resource our women with the great knowledge they have. So we'll have about two classes a week. Some are incredibly strategic. Some are really philosophical. They're all grounded in the gospel. And it's, it's just like you would imagine. It's an online class. So you can see the teacher, you can hear them. Um, you can see a presentation that they're showing. They can't see or hear you, which is helpful, but uh-huh. also a little weird. As uh-huh. Jake <laughs> but then there's a chat pod that you can interact with the rest of the class. So you can kind of talk, talk to each other, talk about the notes, connect with one another. And then there's like a private Q and a pod where you can ask the teacher questions directly, um, which is just awesome. You know, yeah. I mean, you can get on and grab J- Jamie Ivy and say like, Hey Jamie, tell me, tell me exactly how you did this thing, right. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the great part is they're recorded. So if you, once you sign up for a class, you get to watch it a million times over. You, you can watch it as many times as you like. You don't have to be there live. If you can't be there live, you get the recording automatically. And, um, our members get one free class a month. 
So they're $10, but if you're an Influence Network member, you get one a month, which is, cancels out your membership because it's $10. Right. Um, but you can sign up for as many as you want. And they're just, they're literally so fun and life-giving. They're like some of my favorite parts of the week. Just if I've had a long day or something and I'll just hop on a class and listen and be like, oh my gosh, I would have never known this, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So I love, I, I love it. I love the concept. I love that you're bringing the teaching straight to our house. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like I have to get on a plane and go to a conference to get amazing content that's right there. Exactly. Exactly. So fun. Um, So they can just go to what to figure out? Theinfluencenetwork.com. And there's a section to sign up there, but then you can also just see all the current classes. And then we also sell our past classes too. So if there's not, like, if you see a past class, it's really easy to watch. You buy the past class and you can watch the video right in the website. It's super easy. Okay. That's great. Theinfluencenetwork.com. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Great, great. What are you reading these days? Okay. What am I reading? Okay. Real talk, Jamie. You asked me on some form of social media, what book did you buy? I mentioned something on Instagram. I think about like, I bought a fiction book. It's really summer. And I think you said like, oh, so great. What book did you buy? And I was like, don't ask me that. I'm terribly embarrassed. Why? Say. Um, because here's the thing. When I read fiction, I know that it is very cool to read the cool fiction books. Uh-huh. I mean, you all know what I'm talking about. There are cool fiction books yeah. out right now. Uh-huh. You know? All the ones that everyone's reading. Yes. All the ones that everyone's reading. I don't want to read any of those. They're too sad. They're too deep. I don't want to think that hard. I Did you buy like, a Nicholas Sparks book or what? Like basically one step up. Okay. The Emily Griffin. Okay. You know, she writes all the like, oh, we were going to get married. Here's all the details about my wedding. Then my best friend stole my husband. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, all the books are the exact same. I bought one of her books. I have two genres of fiction that I like. Number one is Emily Griffin, like very cheesy Romantic comedy uh-huh. fiction books. I don't even know two. who she is. Oh my gosh. Well, don't y'all be so embarrassed, but you know, <laughs> it's great. It's like the Lauren Conrad of fiction. Okay. That's what it Got is. it. And the second genre I read is I love to read cheesy romance novels about the South. I mean, I just, about, what? Can, about the South. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So I can't get enough of them. This is so good to know about you. <laughs> Tell me what you're reading, because this is going to be interesting. Okay. I mean, literally right now, I'm picking up the book that's beside my bed. I'm reading a book called, called, it's called Bulls Island, which is a, like, place here in South Carolina, and it's by an author called Dorothy Benton Frank, and she writes about all the different places, like, in the low country, which the low country is, like, where I live in South Carolina. Okay. It's, like, Charleston and Sullivan's Island and Isle of Palms, and so she writes, like, a really cheesy romance novel about every single one of those places. And I'm going to tell you the format is the exact same on every single one. It's about a like 40 year old woman whose first marriage didn't work out. She has a rebellious teenage daughter or Uh son. uh Sometimes they're illegitimate. Sometimes they're not. You never know. She drinks a lot. She like used to be the great party girl. And now she's like lost her, her flavor a little bit. She meets some kind of like knight in shining armor. Who's masquerading as, you know, a like old Southern lawyer or fisherman or lighthouse keeper. And they fall in love and there's some not good scenes in the book. Uh And then they get together and it's over. They're all the same. They're all the same. This is the same thing as Nicholas Sparks. All his books are the same. <laughs> but I love it. I oh, can't get it up. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Do you read? No, so you want that to like just 
end of the day, escape. It's just like turn my head off. Yes. Like, That'd be like watching TV. Yeah. I read like two pages a night till I fall asleep. Yeah. Yeah. Do you read a lot of nonfiction? I, I read a ton of nonfiction. Okay. I mean, when I, when I read, I would say I did not read for almost a whole year while we were like getting towards writing the book and writing the book. I did oh, not read yeah. at all. So now that I'm reading more nonfiction, you know what I'm finding a lot of joy in doing lately is going back to well-known authors and reading some of their early books that nobody oh, talks yeah. about. You know, I think, I don't think I even told you this. I think, um, I mentioned this in, um, an email I was writing to you, but I, I, I was reading, um, um, Interrupted by Jen uh-huh. Hatmaker, uh-huh. but then I found a book that I've, of hers that I've never heard anyone talk about. What? It's, um, I mean, maybe everybody knows about it and I don't. It's, no, I mean, um, the thing with Jen, she has like nine books. So many. It's the one about femininity. Okay. I don't know. Yes. Um, shoot. I'm going to get, I'm going to think of the name really quick so I can tell you guys. I just bought it and I am loving it. Okay. I had never heard of it. I had never seen the cover anywhere and, oh, misunderstood. That's okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Misunderstood, Rebuilding the Feminine Equation. And I'm like, this is one of the best books I've ever read. You need about to go life. read it. It's phenomenal. Um, I My first book I read by her was Interrupted. And it was like when it first came out. And it was yeah. this. And then Seven came out. And no one really knew about Interrupted. And I'd be like, no, Interrupted is like her best book ever. Because yeah. people just talk about Seven, Seven, Seven. And I'm like, you have to read Interrupted. And then they re-released it. So a lot of people know about it now. Yeah. Okay, Misunderstood. Misunderstood so good. Another um, another nonfiction book that I'm loving that came out a long time ago is by Lisa Turkhurst, and it's called What, Hap- what Happens When Women Walk in Faith. And it's the kind of book that I now I, – I find myself, like, taking pictures of every few paragraphs and sending it to, like, six different people. Like, gotcha. did you hear this? Right. Did you hear this thing? Yeah. Um, and I'm also rereading Mastering Your Metabolism by Jillian Michaels. It is my favorite like diet health book ever. Really? Yes. I, I, it, I would highly suggest it. I've never read a diet health book. Um, I, okay. Let me tell you why I like this one. Why I'm such a fan of it. <laughs> um, I actually told someone the other day, I was like, does, I, I almost did something super dumb and I was going to go on Facebook and say, does anyone have any diet or health book suggestions? Right. And I told my husband that and he was like, do not do that. <laughs> Please, for the love, right. do not do that. We're we'll be like selling oils uh-huh, and uh-huh. drinking shakes and doing all yeah. things. So I was like, okay, you're right, you're right. Um, so I basically just finally said, all I really want to do is like reread Mastering Your Metabolism because I read it like six years ago. So then I was like, well, why don't I just do that? It's a great book, and here's why: you would think from the outside, you think it's a diet book, and you're annoyed. I feel right. like me because I'm not into diet books. Mm-hmm. And then basically, what she does is she unpacks the entire science of um, like our adrenal systems and all these things that basically explain the the biggest question that is always in my head is like, why are our bodies like this? Why is this part of my life specifically not very simple? Like mm-hmm. move your body, eat less, everything's and then, fine. Right. Yeah. That is like not a thing for right. a lot of people. It doesn't uh-huh. work for a lot of people. Yeah. And so she really unpacks like, here's why. And she shows so much scientific evidence. And then if that wasn't enough, she gives just the most simple and life-changing steps that I did the last time I, after our third kid, 
when I eventually lost like about 60 pounds, mm-hmm. it was like through not their crazy diet and exercise. It was through like literally just these really simple steps of like, don't drink coffee afternoon. It messes with your, it messes with your metabolism, Oh, that's, you know, uh-huh. like really, really, really simple things. Small things. Yeah. So, um, I, I really like that book. I, I need simple steps too. Yeah. I just started, um, and this is not an advertiser for them at all, but I just started the 21 day thing. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So they have the workouts that I have now been doing. What's today? Friday, three days in a row. Um, oh my and the high five to myself for sure. Good stinking job. But I took a picture of it the other day and I sent it to my girlfriend. I was like, why can't we have just normal people leading us? Like, why, why, why do I, I have to see like this? I have heard because that I won't that, look like that. I ever. have heard that that video is one of the hardest ones to watch because of that. Yes. Yeah. I had a friend who I saw who had the DVD cover and this is, I think a little bit cute. And she drew clothes on top of the girl. Well, like I, with a Sharpie. Yes. Aaron's been doing it with me. Yeah. And yesterday I looked at him while we were doing it. And I was like, I don't really like this. Like, yeah, I, I just will never look like that. And yeah. I don't know. And that's a, that's, that's a hard and like, and right. Throw your hands up in the air right? I'm and say, the race. I don't I'm need taking to like myself out of this. the race. Yeah. Cause that is physically not normal, No, but the internet and media makes us think that that is like mm-hmm. the, the bench line. That's and like that what to go for. It's like for three weeks, I'm going to look like that. Right. Which is not true. Right. Yes. I'm 30. I feel like too, like, I don't know if anyone else feels like this 30, I'm 37. And I've only had one child, so I can't even say I have all these kids, but I've only birthed one child, but 37, things just don't work like they used to. They just don't. And I think I am coming to a place where I'm like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to eat well. I'm going to take care of my body, but I'm going to be content with where I am. Yeah. 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 Good for you. That's what I'm going to, that's what I'm, I'm like preaching that to myself every day. I love it. Yeah. Be content with that. Be content. Yeah. Be content. Abide in me. That's what you're talking about these Mm -hmm. days. I know. Um, Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Okay, what are the three things that you're loving right now in your life? Tell us about that. Okay. I am obsessed with this new worship CD that I am loving and listening to all the time. It's called, it's by the band. I think it's called House Fires and the worship, the actual album is called House Fires 2. So Where I think are they? Who are they? Second, Tell me. Um, I'm getting, 
I'm going to tell you, Jamie, I don't know. Okay. I've never heard of them. I think they're like a house worship band. Like, I'm not joking. I think they like record everything in a house. My husband, who's very technical, he listened to it one time. He was like, maybe the mixing isn't the best. Okay. <laughs> so your husband might be like, this drives me nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, they, it, it sounds like they're in a house. It's a lot of like very emotional and, um, maybe a lot of like, what's the word? Um, when they're making it up on the spot. What's that word? Um, like impromptu kind of? Yes. Like okay. improv worship, uh-huh. which I am like such a weirdo fan of. Okay. I love it so much. But I, I want everyone I know to go listen to it. Okay. Well, we'll tell so, them about it. Yeah. House and Fires. You can, you can find the first CD of theirs on Spotify, but you have to buy the CD if you want. House Fires 2, which I suggest doing. Okay. Um, I'm loving my new bike. I'm a new biker. I saw your picture. Yes. Did you see, did you see about my bike ride this morning? No. What happened? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Today was my first legit, like I felt like legit biker day. My husband and I had planned. So we live in Charleston downtown, which is called like the peninsula. And so to get to the beach, we have to drive over this massive bridge that I usually run over, which uh-huh. is a very hard to run over because um, it's, you know, two large hills. Yeah. And then we still from there live about six or seven miles away from the beach after the bridge. Okay. So today our goal was to bike to the beach together. This is trying to be a rhythm we're trying to do together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we biked. We got almost all the way to the beach, and I realized that I had lost the little pouch that was holding our credit card and <gasps> our no. car keys everything. and everything our whole life. So I was like, was I supposed to have that pouch on my bike? <laughs> <laughs> That's the nice way to say, like, please, Lord, let it be on his bike. Please, please, please. please. So he, we were just laughing. We had a huge role reversal. Like, I'm usually very positive, and he's usually very practical. Mm-hmm. And so... He, but he was like, it's okay. We're going to find it. We'll just turn around and go find it. I was like, we are never finding that. We were on a huge bridge on the side of the highway. Oh. It's gone. Like it's gone. And we had already biked probably seven or eight miles. Um, and you and don't know where you lost it. it. Yes. We right. didn't know where we lost yeah. it. And he found it. Oh, isn't that crazy? Thank, you. Thank the Lord. Yes. So today was my big girl, first big girl bike ride. And I was terrified. I mean, I don't, I'm not a very fearful person and I'm definitely not usually fearful about like new challenges. I will be like, let's go do that weird thing. Like let's go do aerial yoga. I want to do a mud run, like, you know, all those things. But I was really worried about this. I was worried about like letting him down and not being able to keep up with him. I've gotten used to running over the bridge, but I was like, maybe I can't bike up it. Maybe there it's a huge hill coming down. I pictured myself like careening down and like slamming into a car. Um, okay, but can I ask, is he a biker? I mean, I, real talk, neither of us are bikers, okay. but we're okay. trying to be. <laughs> now, another question. Do you have the bike where, like, you have to have the special shoes that you clip in? No, we okay. don't have that. Like, yeah, my brother-in-law has gotten into biking over the last year. So last night he was like, do you have the clip-ins? Do you have this? Do you have that? And I was like, I'm going to tell you right now, I have a helmet <laughs> and I should have a bell to say, like, watch out. <laughs> is this like a bike a- with fat tires, skinny tires? This is a skinny tire bike. So okay. I, I did buy a cool bike. So I will say that. As my Mother's Day gift, I had asked for it for like two years. And I got um, a cool bike. So it's a fixed gear bike, um, which I didn't know what that meant. But... I, it essentially means that you never stop pedaling. Okay. You can never coast. You always have to keep going, but it's just one gear. So you don't have to shift the gears. So when you're going up a hill, you have to work harder, but when you're going downhill, you know, you don't have to work as hard. It's just very simple, but it's apparently a a cool thing. Okay. That's a cool thing. But it does have a thing that you can switch it 
you can like turn the tire around. I did not do it. My husband did it. Okay. So you can change it from being a fixed gear to being single speed. Because the thing about a fixed gear is like, because you cannot coast, you can only use the brake to stop. So it's really hard to stop. It's really hard to stop. Uh So I couldn't have gone down the big hill of our bridge with it on like fixed gear. So we changed it to single speed, but really, really, really like there is nothing funnier in all of America than seeing me get on and off a bike. (gasps) My poor husband had to see it today. And finally, when we lost our like wallet, Uh looking for it, he could tell it was in a bad mood. I don't get in a bad mood very often, but I was like, and like, he was like, are you okay? We're going to find the wallet. And I was like, I'm honestly just mad because I'm having to stop and start so much as we look for the wallet because I'm so bad at it. Like you can't get in your groove. I can't get my groove. I'm really short. So I have to, I mean, you know this, you know, like short girl problems. I have to, are you short? I'm five, six. I think that's pretty average. Oh, you're not. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason I was imagining you short, but then I just remember it's your, just your legs are so tight and toned. Oh, well, thanks. Um, The first time I saw Jamie, I like couldn't stop talking about her legs. (laughs) (laughs) Your legs, Jamie. Well, thank you. I'm blushing. You should be. Um, I have to like hop onto the bike, like jump right. to it and jump off. So the first time I was riding it, I hit a dog. <laughs> Fell off. Like I'm so bad. I'm not yet. Oh my gosh. This is so funny, but you're just going to get better. I mean, first day. Uh-oh. Lord have mercy. We went, we were in Mexico last year, just Aaron and I, we go to this wonderful little quaint little place and we thought we we're going to get bikes and ride all the way down the beach and into the town. I don't know. It seems like it's 800 miles away. It's probably like seven. I have no idea. We got our bikes and we're riding and like we stopped, look at the water and both of us kind of look look at each other like, do you like this? Like we, we don't want to be the one to be like, I I don't like this. Like we both were kind of like, this is the worst thing ever. This is not relaxing. This is not fun. It was hurting my area. Yes. So badly. Yeah. We, I mean, we were in Mexico. I don't know how good our bikes were. Let's just say that. It's, that's a thing. That's a real thing. But it, sure. was, it wasn't fun for me. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe if I had a good bike and I had a purpose of exercising, it would be fun. Because I do spin class at my gym. Yeah. And I love spin class. If you like spin class, you would like biking. Okay. The first time I ruined my husband's bike, I'd be like, well, this is not enjoyable in the slightest. Right. Like, because it wasn't fitted for me. It wasn't, like, right for me. And because I'm short, so it makes it all the yeah. more hard. But, um, now that I have my bike, I literally, I love it so much. Mm. Do you also just like ride it like around town or is this just I do, yeah. I got it for both because I mean, the, the downtown like peninsula of Charleston is only about two miles like long. It's a really short thing. And that's where our whole life is. I mean, that's where my church is. That's where our office is where my gym is. So I can ride it. I mean, I can ride with my kids to school in a, in a like one and a half mile segment. I can drop my kids off at school, go to the gym and go to my office and come home. And all on your bike, all on my bike. This sounds so dreamy and quaint and lovely. And I'm not a great driver. So I'm going to say that right up front. (laughs) So this is better for everybody. This is better for everybody. And I live in the downtown where I have to parallel park. So I, now I also don't have to parallel park. See, this is so wonderful. This is a win for everybody. It's so good. It's good. It's a good thing. Oh, so I'm loving the bike. I can't get enough of the bike. Okay. Yeah. Worship CD bike. What's your third thing you're loving? Okay. Um, I don't know how many people do this, but I cannot stop doing it. I'm loving cayenne peppers, cayenne pepper and green smoothies. So I'm going to ask some dumb questions real quick. Yes. It's, is it like a, um, a spice that you shake or you cut yes. something up? Like cayenne pepper. You powder. buy the, okay. Okay. The powder. 
Yeah. It is literally, it's life-changing. If you don't love smoothies, I'm not a smoothie lover, and I've finally gotten down one recipe that I can drink, like, every day of my whole life. Okay. Um, but I, it still was like missing something for me. And then one day I was like, I'm going to put some cayenne pepper in there and it's changed my life. There's also a huge side benefit is that now my kids won't drink it. Oh, so they love my smoothies, but I'm like, guys, I, I just, this is my breakfast. Can you get up off? So now I put the cayenne pepper in, they won't drink it. Okay. So I've done the, excuse me. I've done the, have you heard of the master cleanse before? Yes. Yeah. So I've done that a handful of times. I've only done it for like seven days which is a lot actually for me. I'm like, um, but that's what it is. It's freshly squeezed lemons, yes. water, cayenne pepper. Am I leaving anything out? No, that's no, it. No, I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the cayenne you know is now, supposed to like, I don't know if Jillian mentioned this in her book. Yes, it's supposed to help it, your metabolism. It does. It speeds it up. But did you know now about the master cleanse that you can take, you can just take cayenne pills? Oh, wait. And I, not still not eat. So like do the lemonade. You just do the lemonade and then you take cayenne capsules. Okay. I, I think I would like the cayenne. Yeah. I would I, like I would like to hear a whole podcast on the master cleanse and how you feel like it went. <laughs> well, there um I I okay, so in a snippet, I've done it a couple times for seven days. Uh-huh. It's I hate it. I'm mad at the beginning because I really have this like entitlement issue with food and so I hate it. But then one time I was training for a half and I continued to train. I felt wonderful. No way. I just wanted to eat. Like I just yeah. was tired of drinking every all day, if that makes yeah. sense. I just wanted to choose something, anything. Yeah. Um, but I felt wonderful and I did it for like a cleanse type thing. So Yeah. Yeah. I know like I know people that do it, you know, every couple months. Yeah, I know people who do it like quarterly. Yeah. I'm scared by it. The last time Aaron and I did it, I think it was like last fall or something. We set out to do it for like a week. And we ate, did it at breakfast and lunch. And then by dinner, we were like, this is dumb. I'm done. And we just like, <laughs> we're over. And, then, and we just failed. But, and you know, yeah, I I, we I didn't make it. it very far. So I, love it. I know. I love it. Okay. So cayenne pepper. I yep. have, it's a great health benefit. So there you go. Yeah. Now I went on everything. You know, and those eggs, smoothies. Um, I don't like smoothies that, or drinking, you know, smoothies for breakfast or whatever. I like to get up and like eat something. Yes. Like I like I could eat like scrambled eggs and bacon every day for breakfast. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to incorporate that as well because you can get so much good stuff. Yeah. I can't, I can't eat a smoothie first thing in the morning. It has to be after a workout. That's the only way. Yeah. Yeah. Do you work out every day in the morning? I try. Most days. Okay. Some days, some weeks about, I mean, some days about once a week I'll work out at night. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm three days into working out in the morning, so I'm just so very proud of myself. You really, really, really should be. I'm really proud of you, too. I am very proud of myself. honestly. Yes, yes. Oh, Jesse, it's been so fun chatting with you. I love your podcast. Let's do it all the time. Let's do it all the time. It's so fun. (laughs) So, so fun. Um, Okay, I asked you this if you want to give anything away to our listeners, because I personally love giving stuff away. I feel like it's just like my most fun thing. It's not my stuff, but I love giving other people's stuff away. Yes. You want to give anything away? I want to definitely want to give something away. We just released our Naptime Diaries 2015 Abide devotional, and it is one of my favorite things we've ever produced. And I would love to give one of your listeners that, as well as um, one of our canvases, any print from our shop in one of our 24 by 30 canvases. Perfect. Which is so fun. I have a couple of your canvases hanging around my house, um, which... (laughs) 
full disclosure, I've had them for a long time. Aaron just hung them up on um, Saturday. They've literally, you know, do you ever do this? They've literally been on the floor up against the wall where they're going to go for like six months. I, that is actually the story of my life. Yes. (laughs) I have a whole closet of like canvases. Things they're, where they're going to go. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, I will probably do this on Instagram like I've done before, which is super fun. Um, An abide devotional and a canvas. So perfect. Thank you so much for having me. I love having you on and I hope that your summer is so much fun. Yeah, you too. And I'm, I'm going to be telling you what a great mom you are. Oh, you're so sweet. You're so sweet. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Thanks for joining me, Jesse. Bye. told you you would love Jess, didn't I? You did. I know it. She's so wonderful. Uh, It was such a fun conversation. It was like, it was just like conversations I love with my girlfriends. You'll be deep one second and then you're telling something really frivolous. And that's how life is. And that's why I love the happy hour. So Jess is graciously giving away a copy of their new devotional, Abide. And also, she is giving away one of you guys a print in any any print that you want from the web, website in the 24 by 30 size. And I have three or four canvases of theirs in my house. And they're just beautiful. It's putting scripture on your walls. And can you love anything more than that? You can find out how you can win this over on Instagram. Follow me at Jamie Ivy over on Instagram, and I will tell you how. And this is airing July 15th, and so it's going to run for a couple more days. So if you're binge listening, sorry you won't be a part of this contest, but you can still check out Naptime Diaries and everything that Jess and her amazing, talented, creative friends do over there. Guys, thanks for listening. It's always so fun to bring you new guests. And let me tell you who I have coming up. Susie Davis, who is a great friend of mine here in Austin, who just recently wrote a book called Unafraid. I've got Jen Sprinkle, who is an amazing, amazing entrepreneur, creative woman. She lives in Dallas, and you're going to love our conversation. It was a lot of fun. And then um, Emily Freeman's coming up, and Jen Hatmaker's coming back. You know, my girl Jen, she was episode number two. She was one of my first guests ever. Uh, I like roped her in. I'm like, I'm going to do this podcast thing. Will you please join me? So she's coming back. It'll be my 50th episode and it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to have a lot of stuff to give away. A lot of fun stuff that Jen and I both love. So join us there. Guys, thanks for listening. It is so much fun. Thanks for your comments. Thanks for stopping me when you see me and being like, hey, I just listened to this episode. It was so much fun. Those words of encouragement mean so much to me because I love bringing you these amazing women every week. So guys, thanks for listening to Happy Hour and I will see you next week with Susie Davis. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.